0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. We're back on this early Thursday morning to talk NHL. Uh, Because, Jared, I have no idea the timing of these recordings for for our people, if they'll be early morning or late night going forward. Uh, But uh, I thank you and uh, obviously Jake as well for being flexible with the schedule changes as life Things happen and we gotta figure out how life works now with the whole second kid, baby, yeah, yeah, wife going back to work thing at some point here in the near future, your life's gonna get kind of complicated, you know?
1: Yeah, that's 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 a lot of that's a lot of change. Yeah. I, I would say. Um, you know, we have we have one, and it's like sometimes it's like one is sometimes too many. Um, and so, so having two, I feel like more frequently probably feels like too many. Uh, I mean, we love our children, but yes, obviously, still, um, you know they they do children things.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, like we, and, and like I'm sure we did, you know, as, as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, we've got three hockey games here to cover today, a, a, a boatload of college basketball picks as well over on Dub Club. Uh, if you're interested in checking those out uh, as we just take a, a quick little detour to hockey and then we'll be back tomorrow with more uh, college basketball. But uh, cousin Jared, the recap here, I, I, you know, I've said from the start, you know, this is a, a newer process for me with hockey. Um, and I'm not sure exactly where to split the grades. Uh Right now, it's about a quarter of picks are in each bucket. Um, So far, the B grades have done um, slightly better than the A grades. I would say that's rounding error. That's not statistically significant. But the fact that the B grades have done as well as the A grades have been something that's kind of been the case for a while now with this model here. We've been running this for about three weeks now. And that's what I've been saying from the start was like, hey, we should be kind of considering both because I don't. Really know maybe the threshold should be higher or lower or whatever, but uh, the A-grade sides have struggled a little bit as of late, but the A-grade totals have made up for that, and the B-grades have done well on both things. We got some free show winners last week, which was nice after a terrible start, and uh, hopefully we can continue that today. Yeah, because any, any model insights from you, any, any thoughts, other than the uh, thing I think I've been posting on Dub Club and we've been kind of talking about, which is that the you know model does seem to have some things it likes and doesn't like, and at this point, mm. w- we're trying to figure out is that just right? And is it is it just the market's just off? Because the market's just off on some teams. That's just the way it goes. And, and we talk a lot in college basketball this year, how there's been a ton of teams that the market just missed on totals and, the, and just doesn't seem to care. And we continue to profit on those, right? Is it one of those situations or is there something in the model that's a little bit biased? And at that point, is it is it, it is what it is or do I need to fix it? So there's mm-hmm. a lot of those question marks that we don't know about. But but other than that general musing, did you have any other thoughts or insights to add, uh, that, that you've seen so far?
1: So... Number one, I would focus on overall. So A-grade sides, not up. Everything else, up. So I think you're going to see a lot of that with hockey just because of how many, uh, you know, plus odds, underdogs that we're going to be taking. Um, the the other thing I would say is, like, clearly Sideline does not like the Avalanche. <laughs> and uh, it loves the Coyotes for mm. some unknown reason. Like, I, I don't know what to think about the Avs necessarily and what it thinks of them, but the coyotes like they've been close in a lot of these games. They were up 3-1 after I think 3-1-3-2 after two periods uh against the Oilers earlier this week. And they lost six to three, which is possible to do against a team like the, the Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean you're you're talking one coyotes win of these a bunch string of one goal losses they've had. Yeah. And this A-grade side is is positive. So I think you're just going to see a lot of variability with, with the sides here is kind of all I'm getting at. Because we're taking so many dogs, you just got to hit a couple of them and you're going to have a good week. But you're going to have weeks where a lot of dogs lose one goal games.
0: Yeah, and we've long talked to you about the difference in money line puck line, and everyone has their own personal preference and thought on that. I I don't think it's as simple as always do one or the other, and so it's something I'm aware of. We're thinking about in the modeling, uh, but, but I think you make a good point that I don't think I highlighted quite well is that it, you know a lot of times people and i put the green and the red to know up and down of course and so your eyes kind of probably drift to the units in the roi which is pretty overall i think impressive um but of note the actual record i think is interesting because b grade sites 14 and 14 means we're taking some dogs to be winning at 14 and 14 but we're clearly not taking as many b grade dogs as a grade dogs because the a grade dogs 17 and 26 but like you said one flipped game and that is positive now it's not hugely positive but to be positive at pretend that was 18 and 25 just goes to show that in general we are not messing around with big favorites in this iteration of the nhl model Mm -hmm. and uh that was kind of the hypothesis from the start that we wouldn't be because big favorites is generally the way to lose um in, in hockey because it, it's it's a pretty random sport. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of learnings and, and whatnot and growth, and, and you're here for the early parts of it, so hopefully it's exciting for you as, as we dabble, in, you know, our expertise into hockey. Uh, but we're going to start off here with Panthers and Hurricane now, before we get there, here's your, you can sign up on YouTube, or on, on, on Dub Club and, and promo code and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the same stuff I always say, and I'm just terrible at it, but sign up link in the show description. $5 off your first month. Um, if you're with us on YouTube, of course, you can just scan that QR code and get that. But anyway, we will now start off with Panthers and Hurricanes, which is like the heavyweight fight of the night. Two mm-hmm. non-traditional hockey markets, although Carolina, of course, is known to have a pretty pretty solid fan base. But, but you know, this isn't, you know, Toronto and... and Chicago and that sort yeah. of thing, but but two really good teams. You can see it by by sidelines ratings. Their number one offense in the NHL and Florida number one defense for Carolina. The difference in this one and, and for the Hurricanes, you know, uh, Frederick Anderson coming back soon, hopefully after his health issues, uh, as he's now you know working out a little bit, would be a huge boost in net for them. uh, Kachekov has been better than the other goalies they've put out there. They 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 found Spencer Martin off, you know, basically he wasn't, but he feels like a guy coming off the couch kind of thing, Joe Flacco style. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had so many goal; It's just been mostly rough for them, but Chekhov's been okay. You can see that 106 rating according to sideline is slightly below average, but it's been not bad. And they've got such a good defense in front of them and a great offense. They don't need... You know they just just mediocrity back there, and they're still a very good team. Obviously, the Panthers, Bobrovsky, according to sideline number nine. But it, you know, it, you know, a couple good games, and all of a sudden he's back up in the top five. It, it's it's there. A lot of them are pretty close in that ballpark, and he's obviously a very good uh, goaltender. It's priced fairly well with regards to the side. We're gonna go over six. Minus 120 is an A grade pick. Sideline says that 62% of the time that the game doesn't push, we will win. So removing the pushes, this is a pretty strong overplay for us. I believe, if I remember correctly, there is a 12% chance of a push according uh, to sideline. Of course, five and seven are more common than six as modes, even though six is the median hockey score and so when we talk about five and seven are both common we just remove six if six happens we just you know we get our money back we move on with life but six being um the median and and not the most common but something that could happen of course remove that We you're looking at is it five or seven when you look at these two teams seven seems more likely than five it's kind of that simple right
1: yep uh i would agree with that in general if you're looking at everything here i would say one of these things is not like the other uh, and, and that is Kachekov and nothing, nothing gets him. Uh, I mean, who, who else are they going to be throwing, throwing out there? You mentioned some, uh, some of the people they've had out there this season more than, than subpar. I would say every time that the hurricanes have played a team that has a good offense, there had tended to be more goals. If you go back and look at their schedule, you've got a lot of, um, a lot of fives, a lot of sixes, and a lot of seven and sevens and eights uh on totals when you get um really good uh offenses like like the Panthers have. So um I think over is the play here. I just don't I just don't see this being a low scoring game with with these two defenses. Um I, I think that there's gonna be fireworks maybe you end up in a situation like this is something I would tell you, like maybe you look at the, the, the live play. And if you know, we're 10 minutes into the first period and you're like, man, this feels a lot like a playoff hockey game. Mm. Then maybe you, you, you do a live bet there, but assuming that these two teams have played like they have played, um, I, I there's no way I'm going under in this game.
0: Yeah, and the, the Panthers, as of late, you know, putting up a ton of goals. Obviously, that night they scored a floppy billion goals on Tampa Bay it was pretty impressive. But even before that, uh, they had four straight games with four goals or more. And when the games have gone under for them, it's because Bobrovsky's been fantastic in standing on his head. That's a very difficult task to do against Carolina the way that they play, the way they control the puck, and the way that they they score. they they relentlessly put pressure on you. And so it's like both of these teams are. Um, you know, can absolutely hold other teams out because they're good hockey teams, of course. Carolina does it more with their defense rather than the goaltending, whereas Florida is pretty good at both. But again, you're just talking about two really good offenses, and that's where it's going to be Anything can happen, especially in hockey, right? And yep. you could just have the you know goalie stand on their heads and a bunch of posts and that sort of stuff, you know, um, overturned goals that sort of thing. But in general, you just expect the offense to get a lot of pressure, and that leads to more likely to see something yep. like seven and five making over six. Pretty smart investment. Yeah. Also in the early slot, Caps and Lightning, uh, a little bit less of an exciting game. Tampa Bay. You know, kind of falling off a little bit. Their defense kind of struggling a little bit more this year. Vasilevsky not being as good. It's hard to know exactly how much of that is what. Those are a little bit. Um, tied together, but Sideline kind of thinks it's a little bit of both. The Caps obviously not the best team, but the model's really high on Charlie Lindgren. Actually thinks right now he's the better goalie between the two of them. I'm not sure exactly how much that uh, that is the case, uh, but if nothing else, I think it's at least worth a discussion between these two goalies as to is Vasilevsky really the guy you want in that between the two today Obviously, he's got a great past and the name recognition of how good he's been, you know, before. But I think that's why we're getting a little bit of value here because that name recognition and, and what he did two years ago, four years ago, et cetera, may not hold a ton of weight for right now. is at home and they should be favored, absolutely. Models as they win 60% of the time. That makes the caps plus 170 a pretty interesting pick for us and a nice little dog. Cousin Jared. I know that there are people watching this who are going to say, there's no way the lightning lose this game. And I have to tell you, that is the way you lose money betting sports thinking there's no way this thing happens. Tampa Bay should be favored, absolutely. But the price at which they're favored with, the model's telling us here it's Washington or pass. And if you want to pass, obviously that's fine. But we think that this is a long-term plus expected value play simply because the randomness in hockey, this Caps team has been a little frisky as of late and that the probability that they win, while it's not more than the probability they lose, unfortunately, the plus 170 payout is going to be worth it long-term for us. What's your take on it?
1: I think that what I have seen from the Lightning as of late, they could make any offense look potent on any given night. And so do I think the Lightning are going to win this game? Probably. But is there a chance that the Capitals could score five goals? Uh, 100%. There is that possibility. I just think that with any Lightning game, there is too much – Variability, and so for that, I think that means that we need to be on the dog here um, because I, I think there's value getting plus odds in a game where I think lots of goals could be scored on, on the, the side of the Caps. And
0: these two teams have already played once this year in a game that went to a shootout, which I think kind of and that was actually a lower scoring game, so we could, we could see either side of it, right? Um, but that was that was a while ago, maybe when the Lightning were playing a little bit more lower scoring games. But it kind of goes to your point of just you know. Anything can happen. These two teams playing each other, and if this was Lightning, you know, minus one twenty, absolutely, I'd love Lightning minus one twenty. Unfortunately, nobody's offering that to us. Unfortunately, yeah. the only good option we have here is Cavs plus one seventy. Uh, and, and again, some people are a little bit leery to take a dog, but uh, I kind of just think, you know, in sports betting in general, we have to decipher between when taking a dog is just. I'm just looking for a big payout versus I'm making smart picks on the right dogs in order to grow my bankroll. And that's what we kind of think this one is that a lot of times taking the dog can make sense here because people are so afraid to do it. And so yeah. if people are afraid to do it, that typically means you're getting an extra five to 10 cents of value. And that's, what's going to add up for us.
1: I, I, I was about to say, have we not learned anything uh, over the years that we've done this? If it makes you feel uncomfortable,
0: it's probably a good play. It's probably a good play. And that doesn't mean that one will win. It just means if you you can find 10 picks that make you uncomfortable at big plus odds, you know, you probably aren't going to win five of them. But at at plus 170, if you win four of them, you're going to be doing really good. And you're uncomfortable because you're like, oh, I don't think this is going to win. Well, that's where we always talk about our brains as humans struggle with probability. And we go, I don't think this is going to win. But 40%, which is I don't think it's going to win at plus 170 makes for a great payout if we can make this same play multiple times. That's kind of the theory uh, Mm -hmm. that we're operating on here. But as always remember, we want to shop around find the best price as possible. One place you can do that, of course, is bet us, which is the sports book that has provided all of these lines. We have locked in for our hockey picks.
1: BetUS, us america's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything anytime sportsbook live betting and casino to celebrate 30 years in business we have the best bonuses in the industry get 125 sign up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets so what are you waiting for join now bet us where the game begins
0: that'll wrap us up with preds kings late night action cousin jared Uh, Southern loves them some Kings here, number four offense, number two defense. Uh, But the the main surprise for some people might be David Riddick in goal. According to Southern, the number six rated goalie. And that kind of took me by surprise until I started diving into it a little bit. David Riddick, 11th in hockey goalies. In goals saved above expected, he's yeah. played 15 games. The only, that's pretty good. The only goalie who's ahead of him that's played any substantial minutes with regards to goals saved above expected is, uh, Per, per 60 minutes is is Aiden Hill, who many people will say, yeah, that's a good goalie. The the goalies that Riddick is barely ahead of, just to kind of show you that this is not just some nonsense metric. The goalies he's barely ahead of, uh, in rough order: Connor Hellebuck, Jonathan Quick, Thatcher Demko, uh, mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom.
1: I mean, sideline so, also likes some Thatcher Demko. I, I will.
0: Also, but I think a lot of people like Thatcher That one's not a hot take. That 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 something says that you yeah. is really good. Everybody agrees with that one. The one that might be more of a hot take is David Riddick. And many of you might be looking at this and saying, no, I, I know that. But but I feel like it's more of a, of a secret, maybe more you haven't heard of. But mm-hmm. he's been very, very good this year uh, for this Kings team. We're going to back the Kings. We're going to do the puck line at plus 165 as an A-grade pick. Model thinks the Kings are very likely to win. But playing those big minus odds, we talked about the models just not seeing a lot of value in it. Too much variability in hockey for them to lose the probability of the Kings win by one is not overly high. It's possible. You sometimes don't see the late empty netter. They could obviously win overtime or a shootout, but I'd rather remove the overtime shootout. Say if it gets there, whatever, no big deal for the much bigger payout in the long run of the fact that the Kings are just more likely to just outright win this game by two or three goals. We're going to lay it on the puck line to get the better odds with the Kings angry pick cousin, Jared, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: We talked about plus odd play plus odd plays um, and how sideline has an affinity for them. Uh, another thing that I've noticed is sideline seems to give um, quite a large edge uh, to, to teams that are at home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got two teams where it seems like a mismatch, but it's at home and sideline says there's value in backing the, the, um, you know, the dog team at home, which you would think like, Hey, this, Yes, this team should lose, but to your point, we don't understand probability. We don't do it well. Um, the Kings do not fall into that category. Uh, sideline saying they should be favorites here. Um, doesn't really matter. Um, this may be the lowest odds I have seen us play this season on the puck line. So mm-hmm. a lot of the puck lines that we we play, you know. These is are like, about 200. Well, yeah, plus 175, plus 190, like I said, plus 200, plus 210. Um, so it catches my eye when Sideline says, I see enough value here that I am still going to tell you to play the puck line at plus 165. Sideline likes the puck line here all the way down at plus 142 for an A-grade, mm-hmm. which is definitely one of the um, lower thresholds yeah. I have seen for a puck line play. Um for me that's a strong indicator for sideline we have we have talked about how much it likes dogs and while this is a plus odd play it's saying that more times than not it thinks that that the kings are going to be able to win by at least two goals i like this one just because it is an anomaly compared to what sideline normally recommends that you play so that's in why fact, I'm back in this one
0: and in fact we do have one other overnight puck line a grade um favorite that we we're taking a big plus odds that we locked in last night. Uh, that one's at plus two twenty, which goes to your point. A lot of times we're taking the plus odds. We're taking the big odds and we're just gonna kind of say, hey, like we think we can hit two out of five of these, you know. In some cases in the plus two twenty, maybe you only got to hit one out of three, that sort of thing. Uh, but folks, if you if you like the lower odd puck line, there's one that did not have a line last night that I I am Suspecting will be an A grade play, mm-hmm. um, that is even the lower threshold. So uh, we'll 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 see about if that one comes to fruition or not. But a bunch of great plays here for Thursday. More on um, Dub Club because Jordan, we're going to hang around for the extended cut and just talk through a few of these games, a few goalie issues like that. If you're interested in that extended cut, Dub Club is the place to be uh, for that episode. The sign up link in the show description gets you that separate link uh to hear the full discussion and all of the other hockey picks all the other college basketball picks uh, coming soon baseball we're about a month away uh from the first baseball games being played in uh south korea right yeah yeah south korea so uh or korea i don't know if we're calling it right
1: i mean uh, no i mean it's south korea but okay because that's the right yeah. korea but anyway. yeah
0: yeah yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not North Korea. I know we're not playing in, uh, playing there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, it feels, this was like a little bit of a brick moment in, in Anchorman, where he talks about uh, how it's whatever warm in the Middle East. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the mid-East. Yeah. The country. Uh, it gets to me every time. Um, so a, a bunch of other great things over on Dub Club. You can sign up in that show description. Uh, and if you are with us on that link, we will see you after the outro slides in a short minute.